Welcome back to the Infinite Rabbit Hole Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and today we're going to dive into the minds of the quantum Bigfoot, yet again, with a special guest. You know him. We know him. Everyone knows him. He's been on the show twice already. But before we get into him, we're going to go ahead and introduce our co-host for the night. Back for the second time in a row. It's like he wants to be here or something. Jacob, what's up, man? Hey, I'm not back. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing yeah, much, yeah. man. Just excited. Excited for this episode. I like all this stuff. Yeah. So Jake heard who I was talking to today, and he uh, he raised his hands and volunteered his time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So enough of Jake. Nobody cares. Yep. Right? He, he left us. Remember that, guys. Let's talk about our guest, Carter Bushart. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm more well than I should, but you know, good. So it all is all is all is pretty good. Good. Welcome back to the Infinite Rabbit Hole, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. Very Thank very you. happy to have you back. A uh, yeah. little backstory: We do have a significant more a significant increase in a significant increase of listeners now uh, cool. compared to what it was uh, exactly seventeen months ago today. Yeah, you had like eight listeners, I think. Yeah, something, something like that. Something, something yeah. really silly. Maybe ten. <laughs> your, your mom was there or something. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. What it was. Uh, but yeah, we are. We're, we're we got a little bit more. So uh, you know, hopefully, we can help out a little bit more and get your get your voice out there a little bit more than what we were able to do last time. Um, but either way. Your voice travels, man. You have a great story, and you have great books. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about your your most recent book, Sasquatch: Evidence of an Enigma Three. This is your third edition, right, from twenty twenty three. And uh, I just got done reading it, uh, actually, just a couple days ago. I've been kind of uh, poking at it here and there while I was doing research for other stuff, and uh, I knew I had to finish it up before I got uh, got a chance to talk to you again. Yep. And here we are. And we're going to talk about this, and it's yep. good stuff. Yep, there'll be a, there'll be a test, so that's a good thing you finished it because I'm I'm going to be grading you right here. Good, uh, grading. Damn it. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> right. So first, let's catch up with Carter. So Carter, what's new, man? What's going on? Well, uh, I'm I've started a fourth book. Uh, it is kind of a compilation, but it, it's. Some of the people I've got about, like I was telling you earlier, I've got uh, 10 habituation families that I monitor. They keep in touch with me. They fill me in and they are pretty much writing the book. I'm just spell checking it and getting it in there. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, but uh, I picked up three new families and the stuff they're telling me is just, you know, it's not even quantum or uh, metaphysical, you know, they're hearing conversations. Yeah you know, speaking conversations among two or three Sasquatch on their property. There's two different people that are hearing conversations. I mean, you know, and that's not even paranormal or, or anything, you know, birds chirp, dogs bark, Sasquatch talk, we talk. I mean, they they have their own language, you know, know, the Ron Moorhead, you know, tapes uh, fills you all in on that. So uh, that's just been fascinating to me. And they're just, uh, there's so the the information is just copious. They just keep coming out because they're so 
mesmerized by it, and nobody will talk to them. That's the whole reason I do these books is because nobody will talk to these people when they start talking about paranormal quantum type things, you know, when they're, you know, they're morphing, they're uh, dissipating into an orb and flying out the window and bizarre stuff. But, you know, multiple people are telling me the same types of stories. So it's not like I'm just running into only crazy people. You know, these are like rational people. They're, you know, some lawyers, doctors, cops, uh, you know, retired executives. I mean, they're they're not like people looking for anything. You know, they just want to get it out. They want to talk to somebody who's not going to laugh at them and make fun of them. That, that's my whole thing is these people really don't have anywhere to go because, you know, the ape only crowd won't talk to them with any, you know, any depth. Yeah. Oh, you saw one disappear. Huh? Well, that's cool. Okay, let's go back to the road crossing. You know, <laughs> there's more to it than that. You know, and I know you know that. Uh, and and it's just, you know, you have to wrap your head around it. You have to have an open mind about this stuff. And I do. And I've had some things happen to me, which tells me these people aren't full of crap. You know, and and so it's it's just it's just mind blowingly awesome that they're they're sharing this stuff. I feel really you know privileged to have these people reaching out to me, but they've been laughed at and laughed off of other shows and, you know, their relatives, their spouses. Oh, right, honey. Yeah. You know, when you yep. decide you don't see Sasquatch anymore, you don't, you don't have to sleep on the couch anymore. You can <laughs> join me in, in, in the bedroom, you know. You go so, ahead and sleep it, on the couch with your Sasquatch. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a little fluffy Sasquatch pillow. I kind of like my couch, you know, it's pretty comfortable. <laughs> but, you know, but, but that's, that's the thing. And it's just, it, I'm eaten up with it because it, it's, daily I'm getting a call or an email. You know, I got one yesterday from a lady who uh, <clears throat> had a couple of chickens stolen out of her. Uh, she raises these kind of uh, ornate chickens, you know, they're gray and white and black and red. Sure. They got, you know, I don't know what they call it. I don't know if they're bantams, but they're really, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. They're really ornate. And uh, she sent me a picture and there's a hole about, big as my thigh punched through uh chicken wire hmm. perfectly round hole just punched and there's hmm. a pile of feathers the chicken's gone and this lady has more guts than i do she followed the trail of feathers to a cave uh, by her house which is on the side of a mountain in uh, tennessee and she went in the into the cave and she got chased out by a Sasquatch. Ooh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we're we're in bonus content right now. Everybody who's listening to this right now. Uh, <laughs> and I believe. I mean, she she was so upset and so yeah. I, I had to you know tell her a couple of times. You know, just calm down, calm down. It's okay. We're gonna get the story. I just you know, but she's so upset. Number one, that they killed her chickens. Right. She's more upset over that, but, and the, the the Sasquatch sighting and, and being chased back was secondary. Because she was still, she went back a second time and got scared away before she got there because they got another chicken. 
She okay. I've had enough of this. You know, she's just an old fireball old lady that lives on you know, by herself on the side of a hill in, in Tennessee, and uh, she, they took my chickens. It's like taking somebody's pet cat or your little lap dog. You know, I'm I'm going after it, and so uh, it's it, it just stuff like that just comes flying at me. You know, out of out of left field. You know, well, you're the man for it. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it, it, it's it's, <laughs> it's I, a I, good. It is a good thing because you have a really awesome approach to it. For those that are listening to this conversation uh, and have not heard our previous conversations with Carter, the first episode came out on January 14, 2022. Go ahead, check that out and check the one out immediately right after that. They're back-to-back episodes. Check them out because we're going to build on some of the vocabulary that we use uh, back then. Carter is very good at using specific vocabulary in his in his writings. And real quick, Carter, just for refreshments, let's mm-hmm. let's uh, let's talk about the two big terms that you use: visitation and habituation. So, can you kind of dumb that down for everybody and let them know exactly what you mean yeah. by visitation and, and habituation? Yeah. Well, visitation. This this really is mostly for rural, isolated properties. Whether you're on farmland or you you know your farmland butts up to heavy woods and things of that nature, but uh, visitation versus habituation visitation is where uh and i have a couple of properties like this where they they see them every now and then they they, mm-hmm. they see them walking through the property around the property they see them walking deep in the woods but there's no real interaction it's like their property is on the way to somewhere else that they either live or hunt you know and uh, one of these properties uh where there's pictures on the third book uh came from uh there's no uh, they they hunt there the sasquatch hunt there but there's virtually no cover no caves no heavy heavy woods there's trees and and woods but there's very little scrub so there's no place to really hide and secure your family you know it's got it's got some water but it's got a, a small creek but it's not like rivers and uh, right. plentiful of fish so uh, I, I i delineate between the two uh, habituation is where you are seeing them daily, weekly, or monthly, and you're interacting. You're gifting. You're, uh, you know, hearing conversations. Uh, maybe some of your food is disappearing off your trees and your gardens. Uh, some of your animals, your livestock, you know, like we were talking about earlier, uh, will disappear. You know, uh, and so uh, that's a, an habituation. And you know, most people that have the habituation, uh, they they talk to the the Sasquatch and just say, hey. Quit stealing my food. Quit killing my animals. Quit stealing our animals. Uh, if you want to take a little food here and there, that's great. But I mean, and, and if you just talk to them, because you're actually in a relationship, which is really strange to say, but you're in a relationship with maybe a primordial creature, you know. And so uh, they understand that. They want to interact with humans. They're trying to get us to be better people and take care of the planet and hate all this hate and race, racial stuff and all the garbage that's going on. They're, they want us to just get back to nature like we probably used to be a long time ago. And so they understand these things, you know. And uh, and so that that's how I differentiate between the two is the visitation that, you, you know, you see them every now and then on your property, but, you know, they're, you know, Farmer Joe down the road is – they're living on his property. He's got yeah. caves. He's got a big river over there. He's got a huge creek. He's got ponds. He's got all this, you know, all this going on and a place to raise a family, hide a family, secure them versus 
well, we got to go by, you know, Bob and Betty's place to get to Bob's. So, uh, but th that's, that's the two terms I use and, you know, pretty, they're not really interchangeable It's it's either one or the other. Hmm. So the cover of your book, this is, um, it actually an update on something that you touched on in, in your evidence of enigma two book. This is the story of Jimmy and preacher. Do you want to give us a quick update? Cause we did talk about that in the second episode that we did together. Uh, do you want to kind of fill us in on what kind of yeah. updates you have there? Well, so uh, on this book, you can't really see it. The picture's small here, but you know. That picture's such a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you, Jake, do you notice anything on here when you see the cover? Yeah, the, the time is only f like four seconds. It's exactly. just it's the guy and then it's a hand and everyone wants to say that's Bigfoot's hand. And I certainly thought that. And now it's like, oh, it's that guy with his chubby fingers. Yeah, well, it, it, it's not. It's they're not. They're not the type to do that, you know. And uh, when I got the photo from him, he told me at the time. I said, you know, I've got a picture somewhere of me. I think it's uh, about ten or twelve seconds later uh, is when that handprint showed up. So he was trying to find the picture. Well, it wasn't ten or twelve seconds. It was four seconds. So if you count that out, one, two three, four. That's how close it was. Now I feel, and we all agreed that it bumped the camera because if you see the, the, if you see the shadowing here, you see the horizontal tree back here that's fallen. Uh, and, and the trees are all straight up and down back in here on this handprint. Uh, the shading is a little bit different because it hit the camera. It's in a different position than than the sun and these trees up here in this corner look like they're blowing. Well, that's yeah. because the bump, the, the creature bumped the camera. Oh, uh, so you mean to tell me that that's, that that's not his fingers, that that's just how close they were together. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a legit photo. And okay. here's how I, I you okay. know, not I, a bad I, idea. I run it through some programs it, and I'm not a photo expert, but I, I know enough to run it through some programs to see if there's any, any tampering. So the, the, the really interesting backstory was uh, I had another, uh, I've had a hundred reports published to BFRO. And so one of my other reports, this film crew wanted to do a story on this family in uh, Arkansas. Well, they decided we want money. We want this. We want to be, we want, you know, we want to be treated special and all this. And I so really where's this coming from you know so and the producers went yeah, pff, screw that so they're going to go somewhere else i said well just so happened i got this report from jimmy and the preacher and so i said i've got a photo here and before i drag you out here uh you need to see this photo i want you to tell me run it through your uh you know your your photo programs and see if it's been tampered with or edited or faked mm -hmm. and about an hour later they called me back and said we're on the way <laughs> we're coming so we we taped a show uh that never got off the ground it was uh for hulu it was a sasquatch uh it's good. they're going to get their hands uh, wet in the uh, sasquatch world but it, uh, due to infighting with the production people the uh creative people uh, uh, it, it was it was it was abomination so we just it, it never happened but they love the film and they i mean they love the the video so that's it's a legit 
photo. You just have to decide if this creature, he never saw it, he never sensed it or heard it. It just showed up on the camera. And so, and what they were doing was going back every about two months, they go, they have about 30 cameras. They go out and change the batteries if they have to uh, change the SD cards, get all the photos out, put new cards in and, you know, do the whole thing and redo it in two months. So that's what he was doing. Just walking. I've been to this property, I've been to this property twice. And uh, it's, it's a fascinating piece of land. And so when we, uh, uh, when we, uh, when I left the first time I went out there, I, I made a gifting area and uh, uh, with mm-hmm. trinkets and some fruit and uh, some toys and animals and, you know, beads and necklaces, just a little gifting area. Well, somebody didn't like it because uh, they tore up one of the cameras that was out there. They destroyed Ooh. one of the cameras and threw it right in the middle of my pile of gifting stuff. So I'm only going to guess uh, one person would be responsible for that. And that'd be a Sasquatch. They just weren't happy with, you know, be coming in there and tinkering with their placid little world. Uh, so, but uh, that's the backstory and they have other things going on there. Not just that. And I, you know, when I, when I put this out, I got a lot of crap. Oh, that's fake. How dare you? How could you put that out? You know, better than that. I'm, I'm still, it's not fake. You know, and that's the problem with Sasquatch world as you, as you know, in the paranormal field, really yeah. if it's too good, it's fake. And if it's blurry, well, it's, it's nothing. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been with people who have, I've seen what they took a picture of. I've been with them when they took those blurry photos and it is blurry, but that's because they're freaking out. Maybe these, the, the Sasquatch are changing the vibrational frequency so they don't show up on the film, you know? And, uh, and there's a precedent for that. If you go back to the native Americans, uh, and the Sasquatch, if they had a, a symbiotic relationship, which I think they did way back when, uh, you know, the, the Native Americans, when the white man took their photos, they saw their pictures on a piece of paper and they thought, you stole my soul. How did yeah. you do this? I'm not here. I'm, I'm here. I'm not here. How did you do that? You stole my soul. This is evil. And so, they're, you know, that's documented. So if you mm-hmm. go back and there was some kind of symbiotic thing where they traded food and, and, and uh, materials uh, that that philosophy was shared amongst the two. And so cameras became an aversion, you know? And so, but, you know, then again, a camera uh, in the woods, just like sticking a camera in your living room, you're going to notice it. As soon as you walk in the front door, you're going to see this camera up on the corner. You go, where'd that come from? Same thing with a camera in the woods. The Sasquatch are going, stupid humans. What are you doing putting the cameras in my, in my, my living room? I mean, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> take all your crap back here have this too yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so with something something destroyed uh, one of the cameras i still have the camera because uh there might be something on the sd card unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, it's going to cost about a thousand bucks to get someone to rebuild that sd card i don't have that kind of money laying around so, oh, so it was there. messed up yeah yeah well something and i think what happened was the sd card was squeezed it was crushed or something because you stick it in and nothing it's damaged it wouldn't have been damaged from just throwing it against a tree i mean it wouldn't have you know it didn't damage the insides it looked it it was opened and something was done to that card i think they have the knowledge that that is where the photos are Uh, because a lot of people say uh, i've had uh, sd cards taken out of my cameras i've had batteries taken out of my cameras 
So the Sasquatch are doing that because they don't want to mess with it. You know. Well, you got to figure if they're sitting there watching people and they're watching this family go to each and every single camera, pull out something inside of it, swap it out, and put the camera back. Yeah. Repeat behavior. They've got to yeah. know something's up with yeah. that, right? It's not rocket science. Yeah. You know, it's it's really a simple act. Now, the only thing that kind of befuddles me is that the size of their hands, uh, getting that little card yeah. out of there might be problematic. Maybe you have to use a twig or your fingernail or something. But you know, but but that I've heard that so many times that it, it's a real thing. You know, yeah. they're they're slamming the back of the camera and the batteries pop out or they just open it up and take the batteries out or take the card out and throw mm-hmm. it on the ground. You know, they could be looking at these things as living creatures, too, and they're just trying to get the guts out of it. Yeah. Sort of like uh, one of the stories I want to talk to you about today. Okay. What is, hold on, bear with me here, Rebecca. Rebecca's story, she oh. has she has a habituation story that is out of this world. It's crazy. It's gotten better. I mean, you know, uh, in the book, uh, halfway through uh, writing her story, uh, I'll set it up. Uh, She and her husband, uh, they're retired. They live uh, out in a Western state. They live with their uh, adult son. He's uh, 49, maybe 50 now. He's on the uh, uh, autistic spectrum. And but he communicates pretty well. He works around the house. He does a lot of chores. He works out in the, in the woods and the farm and all that stuff. So they, they have a, you know, a nice life out there. Uh, but the husband was a skeptic. And so for a couple of years, it was just, you're still messing with that stuff, honey. Come on. I mean, really, there's, there's no such thing, you know? So you know how this is going to end, but anyway, so, uh, but she's gotten into this gifting thing where, uh, the, she is gifting, uh, and, and I'm, I'm giving uh, Dollar Tree a whole lot of business. I hope I get a kickback, you know, because people, <laughs> you, if you want to buy some cheap baubles to gift, you know, uh, necklaces, little dolls, uh, little uh, toy furniture, mm-hmm. uh, marbles, uh, those kind of shiny rocks that people put in uh, planters and stuff, uh, just really cool little, but loud trinkety kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. She's put all that on her tree in mirrors. And so uh, what's happening now is that they don't like the mirrors. She'll strap three or four mirrors to the tree and just to hang them on the side of the tree. She'll come back out the next morning. They're all turned with the mirrors facing the tree. She'll turn them back out. And then the next day, they're all facing the tree. It's wild. I Because... Uh... Obviously, this is this is one of the the latter chapters in the book, um, so it was it's one of one of them that's like really fresh in my memory right now. She had her husband, uh, Mark, I believe he's referred as in the book. Yeah. Now, as, as kind of a, a just like a note for the listeners, Carter doesn't use anybody's actual names. No. Oh, that's appropriate. Nice. <laughs> uh, so the names that we're using here right now are not the actual names. So you can't go yeah. look them up by by their name. The only way you're going to be able to hear their story by these names is in Carter's book. Yeah. And the locations are also uh, dubious. You know, the, yeah. right. who it is and where it is does not matter. Right. It's just the event. What's so the point of having a nice nice spot of property if everyone's going to be crawling all over it <laughs> you know, yeah. a couple of times that's happened you know where uh, you know, it was the witnesses uh, the, one of the people in my first book uh they told a bunch of people uh oh. that they thought were friends and sure enough 
they ended up having people driving by their house, you know, looking and, you know, cameras and binoculars. Really? It's it's rare that that happens because, you know, that's how you want to. If you want to get shot, that's what you do. <laughs> you burn somebody's property, especially after dark, you know. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. So the, everything's uh, everything's uh, fake, and just to protect the the identities. Yeah. So, so Rebecca had her husband uh, climb up on a ladder and put screws in the trees, about seven to eight feet tall, and they were hanging necklaces, the mirrors, and and uh, actually a sack of uh, apples. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, there's been a couple times where these beads have they've been removed they've been twisted tied and then replaced back onto a screw and then the one that really got me carter was the one where the apples were eaten and the cores and the 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 chunks that were left over were put back into the bag that was Isn't that crazy <laughs> that's absolutely that, wild that's the sasquatch message of we want to take care of the earth. Don't trash the earth. Put your trash away. I mean, it sounds very simplistic and kind of silly, but it, that's what they do. Yeah. You know, that, that's this relationship. So, uh, but uh, back to the gifting. So now uh, what's happened is uh, with the mirrors, uh, they took them off and they threw them on the ground. And then she puts them back up. Then they put them back on the tree uh, but they wrapped a vine around it like five or six times, a big, long vine. And they put Ooh. the mirror against the tree so you couldn't see it. So they, I don't think they like the reflection. I don't think they have the sense of self that we do. You know, we're, we're always making sure we're all put together and mm-hmm. they don't care. They live in the woods. What, what do they care? You know, so I, I, I think that our vanity and our uh, compulsion to always be looking good uh, and checking your lo- your reflection in a mirror is not something they relate to. I, I think it, I don't think they like it, but so, but they would wrap a vine around these mirrors and then she'd go back and undo it and she'd hang them up high. And then one by one, they'd take them and throw them on the ground and break the glass. And then she replaced them. It's a never ending thing uh, with, with that. And the beads are the same way, but they'll take the beads and they'll move them from the tree to a tree trunk and they'll weave them. So it's kind of a decorative thing, like, you know, like drapes or something. They, they play with them and decorate with them. And then mm-hmm. she goes back out and she, she sent me tons of pictures. I've got new pictures since the ones that are in the book, but it's just bizarre stuff. Now the, the other thing, and this just shows a sentient sapient being one that feels and reasons and thinks and, and has compassion. Uh, they, uh, they have uh, plum trees in their backyard. All of a sudden, all their plums from the middle of the tree up are gone. They're stealing all the fruit off the trees and off the, um, the, the, the gardening, uh, you know, the, the squash and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She went nuts. I said, quit stealing our food. I'll, I will give you some, take some, but don't take our food. This is how, you know, we're feeding ourselves. You know, right. you feed yourself, we're feeding ourselves. She's having these conversations with them. And so uh, a couple of days later, they have these little koi pond, you know, it's a little, mm-hmm. little free, <laughs> about this big, you know, it's a, yeah. it's little circles, you know, it looks like the Olympic rings and it, it holds, you know, 30 gallons and uh, they have it out there. And that's where her uh, son uh, does a lot of work out there. He has this little babbling brook out there. Well, he goes out there after she chided them 
And in the pond is a rabbit with the head pulled off. It's been gutted and it's been all nice and cleaned and washed out. And it's floating in the pond. That was an apology for stealing the food. I mean, it was just, and the son goes running back, mom, mom, no, look at this. I mean, he was freaking out. And it was, it, it was, it was a gift. They were, you know, nothing was said, but they just took it that way. They, they know that that was the gift. Two or three days later, uh, I know you know where I'm going with this. I do. A little perch, a little six inch perch was found swimming in this little pond. There's no way that there's no creek or pond or anywhere near this that it, where that perch could have come from. And her husband, who at the time was a skeptic, goes, well, you know, it's probably one of the heron flying over and, you know, it dropped a fish it just caught and it went, it filtered down through the trees and bounced around and ended up in the pond. <laughs> She's going, you really believe that? Really? You, you're you're going to want me to believe that story? My story makes more sense <laughs> that the Sasquatch gifted it to us as another gift and an apology for stealing yeah. the food. And in, in your book, you, you have a picture of the location of this, and it's not big. This is like a little, I, I'm assuming like a, a six foot by six foot little area, right? And yeah, uh, yeah, I, it's, I yeah. think in your book, you uh, you quoted Rebecca as saying, well, that's the luckiest fish I've ever known. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, just, just laughing at it, but he was that much of a skeptic, you yeah. know? And uh, it's usually the men that are the skeptics because, uh, you know, the, the men are, are, are gone. The whole women are home during the day. Uh, and so she's home all day, you know, and she's had her name called by her husband, except he's not there. It's the exact. The imitation. Yeah. It's his voice. We actually talked about something like this in the last one, too. Forgive me, I may forget, but I want to say it was the Zap story. Is Zap the one that that used to say, uh, "Man, he used to call out somebody's name." So we did talk about a story. Yeah, uh, th that was in Missouri, uh, here in Missouri, and uh, her name's Cindy, and uh, her, her husband calls her Sin Sin. Yes, yes, yeah, that one. And the Sasquatch was calling her name. She's home alone all day while he's at work. Yes. Sin. So Sin? yeah, we, <laughs> we we see parallels as as you were talking about earlier. You know, you're seeing the same things pop up in in different states where these people don't know each other. And, exactly. Yeah, they don't know each other. They don't want anything. They don't want any money, fame, or fortune. They just want to tell it and get it off their chest. And they want to talk to somebody who believes them or will at least discuss it with them. You know. Mm -hmm. And I don't blindly believe all these people, I mean, but you know, when you start hearing stories like this, repeat each other, just different location and different people, but the same events, these people don't know each other and they're not, they're not into it enough to want to go, Ooh, I just saw this really cool story. Let's, let, let's just jerk, jerk around with this researcher and see if we can prank him. I mean, who does that? You know, I mean, if you're going to hoax something, you want to be there, to get your jollies. You want to be there to see the effect of your hoax. You know, this long distance kind of stuff. It, nobody's hoaxing here. This is real stuff, real people having these events. You know, whether if you can't wrap your head around it, I'm, I'm sorry, folks, but that's just what's going on. So, yeah, but the one here in Missouri, uh, it, it calls her name and she'd call her husband, you know, 
Chuck, are you messing with me? Are you here? And and the other, you know, Rebecca did the same thing. She called her husband. Are, are you here somewhere? You just call me. No. What are you talking about? Of course, he's a, a skeptic at the time. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, but the par- see, and none of this is quantum or paranormal. This is they have a language they speak. We did a bad thing. We took your food. We're going to apologize for it and bring you something in return. You know, here's a dead rabbit. We pull the head off and gutted it for you. So all you got to do is put it on the, you know, put it in the stove and cook it, you know. So you're welcome very much, humans. You know, and, <laughs> and, and the same with the perch, you know. Uh, but, you know, the thing that, you know, uh, is going on now is orbs that are morphing into Sasquatch beings. And here's the woo, everybody. Yeah, baby. <laughs> you know, and her husband during the, because in the book, he, about halfway through, he finally had a sighting and he couldn't deny it anymore. You know, uh, he had uh, a knee replacement, I think it was. And uh, he didn't like the opioids they were giving him, so he couldn't sleep. He's waking up about, about two, three every morning. He's sitting in the living room, just watching TV, just trying to get sleepy again. And he sees one walk right through the picture window, just walks right by the house. And the motion lights go on. It's just kind of walking along, just, you know, looks back at the house and just, he's going, you're kidding me. <laughs> and so he's been baptized. You know, he's no longer a skeptic. You know, the guy who's going, you're nuts, honey. Suddenly he's going, uh, honey, I got something to tell you. You know, so, you know, he's like, you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm, my tail is between my legs. And yes, I believe you. I, I still don't believe it, but I saw one and I've seen another one. And he has seen them come in through the window in an orb and then it will enlarge and then it blossoms into a Sasquatch that is kind of floating in front of him and just letting him take a look. And then it goes up, you know, and I got so many stories like that. And so again, am I just lucky or unlucky enough to be speaking with out of the 400 people? I've got all these nut jobs. No, you know, it's real stuff. That's really happening. You know, she's with the gifting tree, uh, She's gifted now where uh, she's uh, gifted a couple of teddy bears and put them in a plastic bag and the bag is hanging on the tree. One night she couldn't sleep because her husband snores. They sleep in separate bedrooms a lot because he snores. And so she sees these, this mother and her baby, she's holding him. And in the baby's hand is the bag with the stuffed animals. And it's a vision because this too was an orb and it just turned into, you saw the the mother from the waist up and you see the the little child juvenile and in its other hand, it's taking its hand and tickling her with a branch from a tree, a fir, a piece of fir uh, tree. And she goes, well, we only have a couple of fir trees in our yard. There's not really right any right here. There's one up there by the driveway. I said, well, why don't you go check that tree and see if, Anywhere from six feet on up, you see a missing branch. Just on a whim, there was a missing branch. She found where that branch was taken by the kid. It was tickling the mama. She's like doing this, just like a a pesky little two-year-old. 
if you're your mother, your wife is holding the baby, you know, and if you're sitting there holding it and trying to cook dinner and it's playing with your face. It's the same thing we go through. Just a different being. It, it, it's so crazy. I mean, the, the, the similarities are just, if it, if it wasn't for the language barrier, uh, there'd be some really interesting conversations going on because, but they're seeing all this stuff and it matches what other people are telling me now. And it's coming in in droves and it's, it's real stuff, you know, and, but they don't talk to anybody because who's going to believe that, you know, hmm. I mean, you, you just, you hear it and you're going, that is so freaking awesome. I can't believe it. God, I'm, I'm envious. Yeah. You know? And sometimes she goes, it's a, it's a chore. It's tedious. They have orbs of all kinds uh, flying through at night. The cameras pick them up orbs. Uh, she's got, uh, you know, orbs in the daylight. A lot of the photos that the, the cameras are taking are shooting right into the sun. So you're going to get those sunspots and little, you know, things that look like orbs, but they're just uh, relics of light, uh, and the prisms so but it's just bizarre and it continues to go on and just all oh, about two months ago she sent me some more photos and some more stuff it, this stuff just continues her son the autistic son uh she knows he's seen them but he won't say that he has and for the sake of conversation if her and her husband are talking about sasquatch they call them all george Mm-hmm. So that the son will understand that they're talking about well, who's George. Well, George is any Sasquatch. It's a generic word for all Sasquatch. George. We see George. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because he's got the childlike mentality. So, you know, that, that he's, is he he's nonverbal? Different. No, he talks. Okay. Yeah. And his pictures were in the book. He was so proud of himself for being in a book. He was just like, oh, mom, look, I'm in a book. You know, <laughs> he was so proud of himself. You know, it was really cool. It made me, mm-hmm. you know, made me proud too that he was affected by it. You know, he really thought, Oh, I'm, I'm in a book. That's pretty neat. You know, it's cool. But, you know, but he has started pulling his blinds tight in his window. They never come up anymore. So she knows he's seen something, Mm -hmm. but he won't say that yet. He won't say that he's seen one. They've asked, he goes, no, no, not really. But you know, that action tells you that he has seen something. Right. But, he may not have the words for that, or he may think he might be in trouble. I don't right. know. He's, he's, you know, 45, 49, 50, somewhere in that range. And so I, I would think he's past the point of thinking he's going to get in trouble, but who knows what the mindset is. But anyway, so that's happened. And they've had uh, other, they, they have a lot of orb activity where they're coming in and out of the house through the windows, these orbs. Now, orbs sound re- weird to people. Uh, but you know, in the paranormal world, if you're a ghost hunter, orbs are like, it's a staple. It's a staple. It's accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, meat, potatoes, orbs, ghosts, <laughs> orbs. you know, it, it's just a, it's a, it is, it's a staple. It's, it's part of the landscape. But when you get into the Sasquatch thing, well, <laughs> orbs, Sasquatch, oh, really? No. Right. Okay. Now you're, now you're, now you're yanking, yanking my chain. So, well, no, we're not, you know. I've seen, my wife has seen one here in the house when I had the meeting of this book with the, uh, yep. that one. When that was happening to me, an orb was flying through our bedroom 325 miles away. 
I called my wife to tell her about the event on this book. And what time was that? Well, I don't know, but it would have had to have been probably after seven or eight because we left and it was getting dark and there was COVID. Nobody was out in the woods. So it was just one of those weird things. And Well, just so you know, I saw an orb uh, come flying uh, through the bedroom and it, it, uh, I saw it physically. I saw it. I also saw the reflection in our bedroom mirror on our dresser and it was zipped around for a little bit. Then it flew into the bathroom and left. She never saw it, but that happened nearly within an hour or two of when I had been made contact with, with this clan in Illinois, just crazy, bizarre stuff, but it's, it's, it's happening. You know, now, you know, why I don't get invited to the uh, big Sasquatch conferences <laughs> <laughs> because they're, they're just, you know, fresh right. and blood. Yeah. Well, that, there, there's, there's more to it than that, you know, but uh, no use beating a dead horse, but th- that, if this is going on and she's going to be, you know, uh, I put her in the book, but she's got some new stuff and it's just, it continues, but, but they're embracing it. You know, a lot of people will ignore it and don't want to interact with them. And they have the option of interacting or not. And she's fascinated with, it. they're just all eaten up with it. Now the husband has been baptized. He's like, well, what can I do? This is, this is crazy. This is weird. It's cool. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but you know, that's that family and they are just as honest and as forthcoming as you can possibly get. I mean, they're just real people. I, you know, and I don't want these stories to be true because I want to put them in a book. I want them to be true because they are true. It's not that I want them. They just are true. You can tell the sincerity and the emotion, you know, I had a couple of people start bawling. After they, you know, finally they get the talk and they go, oh, thank you so much for talking. Oh my God, you don't believe how much crap I've gone through. Oh my God. You know, they're so grateful, you know, uh, to be able to just get it off their chest. And nobody thinks, you know, I don't think they're nuts. You know, their husband, their wife, their family. Well, grandpa says he saw a Sasquatch. Let's have him over for Thanksgiving. Let's give him some crap. You know, <laughs> that's not what you do to somebody who's had a life changing event. Well, See, I'd love to talk good. to Grandpa. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I want to talk yeah. to Grandpa. Give me his number. You know, he's probably still got a rotary phone on the on the wall. Yeah, you know, let's but, use you it. Know, <laughs> you want to hear their stories yeah. because some of those stories are going to go to the grave with them. Yeah, if they've been ridiculed one time too many, you know, yeah. and you just you just shut up. You you just don't want to go through it. I'll just keep it to myself. I feel this because. I, I too, like we talked about before and the listeners have heard plenty of times. I also went through a lot of ridicule uh, when I told my story and mine doesn't have a woo aspect to it. You yeah. know, mine was just, I saw this thing walking in the woods doing its thing. Yeah. Right. Scared the living piss out of me and that's yeah. it. And that enough is enough to make people look at you like you're fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't even imagine what, what these people who are going through this, you know, have to oh, go through. Some of it's, cruel i mean it, it's it's non-stop it's like you've always got that jerk in the room who's like more like a co-worker hey bob come over here i'll, I'll buy you a beer hey tell us about that uh, giant gorilla you saw on uh, on your back <laughs> yeah. and he's going well am i thirsty enough to go through the humiliation of having a free beer or do i just want to turn and walk away you know so you know flip a coin you know but mm. but but that's just that's cruel yeah, you know, and, and, and the whole mindset is that 
We are taught from the day we're born how to think, how to view the world, science, government, religion, education. You know, the, you know, from the time you come out of the birth canal to the time you're 18 to 22, depending on if you go to college, you're handed books and you're taught how the world is. There's no UFOs. There's no ghosts. There's no Sasquatch. Oh, wait, the government was lying. There is UFOs. Mm. Well, we'll get back to you on that. You know, so and they know these things, but they don't want us to know. And why? Well, what's the big deal about an undiscovered ape? If that's all it is, it'd be a fascinating story, mm-hmm. an ape living in North America. But once you get over that, what's the big deal? I mean, it's incredible and uh, makes us rethink things, but there's things going on with these beings yeah. and they are beings. They are a people. They are, you know, they have a language. Uh, I've been made to see things that were not there, that were not real. And my wife was with me during one of those events, freaked her out to no end. But now she knows that I'm onto something because this is real stuff. You know, she saw me hallucinating, seeing something that was not possible to, to be seeing, but I was seeing it. She was standing right there. So it, it, it's a funny story. But the, the whole point is this stuff is going on and you're just told how the world really is. So therefore, when you see something, you automatically fill it in with something else. Well, it's a guy in a ghillie suit. It's a it's a bear standing up. It's a deer standing up on hind legs, eating fruit from a low hanging tree. It's a guy, you know, somebody trying to prank me, whatever. You fill in the blank. And if you're not really, really concerned about it, you just blow it off and go on about your way. Hmm. And so that's why your initial reaction, somebody who has no interest one way or the other, is just to discount it or explain it away and go, go on. And it doesn't intrigue them. Others are going, well, that was weird, but you still go, eh, I, I can't explain it. You just, you, you got things to do. You got a, you know, a job and a wife and a kid and a house and things to do. You, you, that's of no concern to you. Someone like me, I got too much time on my hands and uh, the stuff is just fascinating to me, you know? And, you know, I saw one disappear on my thermal camera one night. It just, that took me from the ape only, to the dark side, you know, <laughs> that's what we call it. But, you know, mm-hmm. once you see something, you know, you know, Jeremy, when you, you, once you see it, it affects you and you know that you're looking at something that doesn't make sense, doesn't fit in. And I, I got to figure this out. It's been a lifelong obsession for me, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I'm it's... going, you know, I mean, I, you know, you know, I, I had an event happen to me when I was 10 and that's when I kind of got into the, uh, the, uh, the paranormal stuff. When I was 10, I, I already kind of knew that the world was not as they were telling us because I had seen and experienced some things. And when I first saw the uh, In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy, the, the Patty film, that's my first you know initiation into seeing that. I was going, oh my God, that is freaking awesome. You know, the world is a cool place. And so I just always had that in the back of my head. But, you know, when you see or experience something that's just prohibited, you know, you can't tell anybody. If you tell the people you think you trust and they dump on you, well, you're, you're silenced forever. You know, I mean, and so my main thing with writing these books is getting them out. I want people to tell me the things they've seen. And if I get their permission, I put them in the book, they get a free book. That's all they want. They want a chance to talk. They get a book with their story in it and they can show their friends and family 
at some time. Well, see, this Bob and Carol, that's, re that's really Ted and Linda. That's us. That's just your parents. We had a sighting. And, you know, that's us. This is our story. And we've told you this story before, but now it's in a book. We're disguising our names because we don't want any embarrassment for you. Kids at school making fun of you, all that kind of stuff. We, so we're, we're being anonymous. So that's why, you know, when it comes into your head, you just go, that's baloney. That can't be. I must have had a bad tuna sandwich or something. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, something's making me see that because that's not real. It can't be real. All right. But it is. <laughs> but, but it is. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> all right, travelers. That's all we have for tonight. No worries. On July 25th, we're going to go ahead and drop part two of Jake and myself's conversation with Mr. Carter Bushard and dive even deeper into the world of the Woo Bigfoot. We'll see you then, travelers. Have a good one. I would like to thank you once again for tuning in to the Infinite Rabbit Hole podcast. Please make sure to give us a follow and one of those beautiful five-star ratings on your podcast player of choice. If you would like to join the conversation and stay up to date on all things Infinite Rabbit Hole, head on over to Facebook and search for the Infinite Rabbit Hole Facebook group. You'll know it's us when you see the logo. If you would like to help contribute to the cause, there are a few ways to do so. First, head on over to anchor.fm forward slash infinite rabbit hole and click on the subscribe button where for $5 a month you'll get access to all our old episodes that will never see the free spotlight ever again. It's horrible stuff, but if you're into that kind of thing, then go check it out. Second, head on over to infiniterabbithole.com and click on the IRH Merch Shop tab and grab yourself a sweet t-shirt, sticker, or whatever else you see that you wouldn't mind owning. Until next time, travelers, I'm Jeremy, and I'll see you at the next fork in the path of the Infinite Rabbit Hole. Bye.